Robert. Yo, what's shaking AC? I gotta ask, what is on your shirt? Uh, these are little surfer dudes and waves. Surfer wave uh -huh. splash, surfer wave splash. It's summertime, so I figured I, I could make it roll that way. Would you wear that in the winter ever? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a statement, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're Robert Bruski. You can do anything. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, your hair is blowing in the wind. Ain't nothing Probably wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, everybody was calling you fanboy at the most recent roundtable. Yeah, it's it's pretty fanboy. warm in my office here, but yeah, I, yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to figure out if you uh, if if you had a fan on or if you, you were uh, if so, to intentionally blow your hair or if you were actually not in the setting that it, that you are. That was actually a green screen behind you. Yep, I'm on a boat. This is a green screen. <laughs> right there, you go. Well, speaking of uh, round table, you know, I thought it might be fun to debrief a little bit on the conversation we had there. The round table was around, was around or about, um, it was about assessments, per, uh, right. personality and behavioral assessments. And we were talking about the fact that um, there's, there's a difference between assessments that will predict behavior and assessments that will uh, more define personality types and how people respond to things. So I think that was an important uh, distinction. And so, well, let's start with like the different things, the reasons you would use assessments. Let's talk about that. Let's share with the audience kind of things we talked about. Sure. I mean, I, I feel like I have so much to say about this subject and I, I just need to be pointed in the right direction. But let's talk about this. There's a whole bunch of different types of assessments, right? Like there's a behavioral assessment that helps people understand um, how you act in different situations, where you need support, where you need coaching, things along those lines. There's like a personality assessment, something like DISC, you know, where they will, uh, where it'll kind of try to make people understand you, which might be very necessary because, you know, when you're when you're selling franchises, you know, you're asking somebody to get married with you, married to you over a very short period of dating. And, you know, you could only get so much out of speaking with them. You, you don't know how they work and interact with other people. So knowing that stuff is important. But there's also other ones that talk about performance. For example, we also have a performance test, which sort of um, l lets us know how much these people will grind, you know, but it doesn't act doesn't ask like, are you a hard worker? Because then everyone will be like, yes, I am. Check mark. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it starts, it asks, exactly. it, it goes with those like questions that you wouldn't expect that people can pull that out of, you know? Um, and yeah. then there's also ones that are like, you know, the caliper test, which is just absolutely fascinating. And it allows you to learn about people as well as their behavior, as well as their performance and correlate those things together. Right. And I think a lot of people sometimes maybe are apprehensive about taking this because in the corporate world, so to speak, it almost feels like just run of the mill human resources just wants you to do this because it's something fun and we get to look at it like it's a horoscope or whatever and everyone's like yeah i'm just gonna see if i can cheat this so my boss thinks i'm the best but when when you kind of move into the franchising world and you know this isn't just a, a job where if you suck at it you'll get fired after your probation period this is like a 5 10 20 year agreement you need to know everything about that person as deeply as you can and be able to interpret it with as much accuracy as possible um anyways that was <laughs> yeah well 
Yeah. Well, let's just, let's just go down that path a bit, a little bit. So the, yeah, I just want to emphasize that it's also in the, in the candidate, the franchise, if you're using an assessment to determine um, behave like, or predict behavior of a, of a, of a franchise candidate that would become a franchisee, you want or it's in their best interest to be as honest as possible because if they cheat the test just to be able to get awarded a franchise, but that's not their actual behavior patterns, they might realize I never would like this. Like if they don't, if they don't have a lot of drive or, or they're not a cultural fit or whatever that is, then they're not going to win either. But I do want to go back. um, So just to sort of surprise, like, you know, we talked about this, these assessments can be used to help you vet candidates but they can also help you um, understand whether like whether you're, you, have, you have franchisees right now that you didn't use it on. You can still use these assessments to understand them better, understand their learning styles, get clear on expectations of each other. Um, and, and same with home office staff, home office team members. Like there's, you know, so many different uh, things you can learn from it. And I think since you like went on a rant, I'm going to just go on a rant for a minute here. But yeah. I have a key, uh, key themes that sounds so obvious when we say it, but it was just a good reminder, I guess, at the roundtable having this conversation is that it shouldn't be used as the be all end all. And like you said, if people are kind of cheating the test or whatever, it, you know, and then you were to like write them off because of something you saw, it might not even be true. So it they are quite accurate, but it's, really is just a piece of the puzzle when you're trying to understand somebody like whether again whether that's a franchise candidate or a home office team member i think there was a really common um just sentiment that it's it's you to have a conversation this it opens the door to have a conversation about things that may or may not be a red flag like if you took the assessment and it was like you're this like really high risk taker and you, you scored high on risk taking that that might make me nervous as a franchisor if you were prospective franchisee because I'd be thinking, well, we don't we want somebody that's that's more of like a steady, steady eddy that that's going to follow the system and not want to take risks and do different things. But maybe in having the conversation, we would learn that for you, risk means a certain thing that actually would be good, and maybe we would put you in a position to be one of our franchisees that does a lot of piloting of things or something. So there's an example where. You might see it and think, ooh, red flag, but really it's it's not necessarily a red flag. It's something to have a conversation about. Okay, I'll pause now. I I agree. Pause. Okay. <laughs> I'm um, oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you give a really good example of like this risk taking because, for example, I love adrenaline and adventure sports, you know, and so I take a lot of physical risks. And depending on what mindset I'm in, when I take this test, I could be saying, Oh, yeah, risk lover, risk lover. And then if a franchisor met with me, and we went out for drinks, they could say, Oh, I get it. He's, you know, a risk lover in his personal life, but he's actually quite risk averse when it comes to fiscal responsibility or, or things along those lines. So it does help you paint a bit of a picture or at least know where you need to dig in so that when you're having the the longer interviews and things, you're, you're able to kind of, well, the other thing to mention here is the same way that people think, I mean, this is debatable, but people think with these tests can be cheated. So can an interview. You could totally cheat on an interview. So from a franchisor's perspective, you need to have as many different touch points to learn about them as as possible. Um, Because like I said, that dating period is really short before you tie the knot. Yeah, I think that's a key point that um, 
yeah, again, it just surfaces things that need to be discussed. And I think it also, it's also nice because it does make it a little bit more objective. You know, you can say, if say the candidate, we'll go back to the situation of the franchise candidate. Um, if they, they, they tell you that they love structure and they love systems and the, the assessment shows differently, you know, you can have that conversation and understand it better and, and maybe, maybe catch a red flag possibly. Um, but one of the things that I thought was interesting too, was that we talked a little bit about how it can be kind of wrong. Like if the person takes it and they're, they're thinking about their personal life when they answer the questions rather than their business life. Or like there, there were examples of a few franchisors talked about where the, the, that the candidate took the test and it, it actually didn't quite come out right. So that's another reason to use it as a, a tool in the toolbox. It's not the only tool. Yeah. And uh, candidates should be made clear that these aren't the only tools. And if a candidate feels that it is the only tool or has been told that that's the only tool, that is a red flag for the candidate. Maybe this isn't really a good franchisor and they need to call AC Inc. for some help. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You you know what? It's a good point, though, that um, a franchisee should, they should be, all, of course, vetting the franchisor. If I were a franchise prospect, I'd be like, I'll show me you mine if you show me yours. Like, I want to see your profile too. So there's a tip for anybody that's listening and thinking of becoming a franchisee. Like you got to learn a lot about the franchisor. Make them Absolutely. show their assessment. It isn't just I'm buying a business. I'm going to set it up and follow your model. We have to be friends. We have to integrate with this. We got to maintain our culture together, you know? Yeah. We got to work together. All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Three, two, one. Go, Go be, be awesome. awesome.